everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast here on the Teardown Feed. My name is Jeff Gluck for The Athletic, and I'm the host of these podcasts where we talk to a different race car driver every week and ask them the same 12 questions. This week, it is Ernie Francis Jr., who you may have seen this summer on the SRX series. Uh, He's just halfway through the season there, three races out of the six they've done so far. He's third in the points, and really, he's somebody who I didn't know anything about prior to SRX starting up. He's seven-time Trans Am champion and only 23 years old, but uh, other than that, I didn't know anything about him until he started doing this SRX stuff, so what better way to find out than to do a 12 questions interview? Here we go. All right, everybody. I'm here with Ernie Francis Jr. And Ernie, uh, the first question is, when you meet someone who doesn't know who you are, do you ever lie about what you do for a living? Um, Sometimes I do. Um, because most of the time, if I tell somebody I'm a race car driver, they're always like, what? Uh, and then I got to explain it. And before <laughs> you know it, it's a whole 10 minute long thing about me explaining what I do. Um, actually, what I do in my day to day life is uh, I actually work in our shop and in in my dad's race team. I'm back at the shop, so I work on all the cars, prep all the cars. So sometimes I just tell people I'm a mechanic. And, oh, okay. And makes it simple, easy, and uh, you know they don't question it afterwards. And it's not a lie. No, it's not a lie. Okay. Uh, which professional race car driver have you known for the longest? Oh, man. I've uh, known a few that race like road course racing. Um, guys like Chris Dyson I've known for a long time. I've known him for a few years. Uh, Tommy Dreesey. Um, those, those are probably the guys that I've known the longest just because I've been in the trans Am paddock for the longest with them. Um, mm. so those are the guys that I've known for a while and, uh, both are really great guys and, uh, and good drivers on track. So they've seen you since you were a teenage kid coming up through the ranks. Yep. Yep. Can you describe to us what it feels like to crash in a race car? Um, it always, uh, seems to kind of slow down for you out there. Um, kind of goes in slow motion. Um, you have a lot more time to think sometimes than than people people would imagine. Um, you, you'll see guys when they crash their cars, they have enough time that they'll take their hands off the wheels and either brace or, or do something like that. And, and people find it hard to believe that you can react that quick to it happening. Um, but time just seems to slow down and you just have a few moments to brace. And you don't ever really think of getting hurt. Um, I've never really been in a crash where I'm you know heading towards a wall and I'm like, okay, uh, I might get hurt from this. It's more of just like, oh crap. And then you just hold on and wait for the impact. Okay. Have you ever been, uh, you know, have you ever gotten a decent injury or anything like that? Um, luckily knock on wood. Uh, I have not had any, uh, any major injuries in a, in a racing accident. I had a crash at road America a few years back in the kink. I got a small concussion from that, but, uh, but that's about the extent of, of what I've had. All right. Uh, do you have any new habits or lifestyle changes you've made lately that you're particularly proud of? Um, yeah, I think, uh, this past year, um, after getting the news that I was racing in the SRX series, I really tried to up my, my fitness and, and diet, um, that I've been doing. I, I, I've always been fairly active and, and worked out a decent amount. Um, the past few years, I kind of slacked off on it a little bit just because of, um, you know, being busy and, and I just didn't really uh find the time to, to make it work but after the srx deal came through and then finding out i was racing fr also in an open wheel car 
um, which I got to say are very, very physical cars to drive, no power steering, a lot of downforce. Um, you really got to work in those. I, I really upped my, my workout routine and my diet that I have um, during, during the course of my day-to-day life and also uh, at the racetrack. Okay, interesting. Uh, what makes you laugh during a race? Um, I think things that make me laugh is, uh, is probably when, uh, when you see people make some silly mistakes out there, people, uh, spin off just things that you see. And it's like, okay, that was kind of dumb. Like that's probably what makes me laugh the most on track. Okay. What is a quality or skill you envy in another driver? Definitely probably, uh, just more physical fitness than what I'm even at right now. That that's probably, is it, um, just like longevity in a car to be able to, to run for, a long period of time. Um, I don't usually have an issue in the Trans Am cars and even the SRX cars. I was, don't have any issues to run in those, but those, the formula cars I race, they're definitely a lot more physical. And towards the end of a race, you really start feeling it. Um, and I know a lot of the same drivers are going through that, that same feeling with it. I just, uh, I wish I could be even stronger and then not even, uh, not even having me have it affect me, but, uh, you know, that's what we're working towards and that's what I'm training with. So. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So for this next question, this is like a wild card question where I'm mixing it up for each driver to kind of personalize it a little bit. And, you know, I know that you, um, you know, 2018, you made a couple K and N starts and you were doing the drive for diversity stuff. Um, I'm curious, like what, what happened with that, that it, that, that did not lead to more opportunities in NASCAR. I mean, would you still like to go down the NASCAR, uh, route at some point? Yeah, I think uh, the the program that I was doing with with Rev Racing with the diversity program was awesome. It got me some seat time. Um, I did two K and N races, had a pole and a second place finish at New Jersey Motorsports Park. Um, I think it was just scheduling conflicts uh, made it very difficult. Uh, the Trans Am schedule um, did not line up with the K and N schedule very much at all, and I they weren't willing to put me into a K and N oval race yet. Um, so I was really just doing more testing for, for the Canon oval races and then a few late model races, but the late model schedule they had was very, very difficult to make work with the Trans Am schedule. Um, but yeah, I think the stock car route is something that I've always thought about. Um, the opportunity hasn't really been there a ton. Um, but I'm thinking with this SRX, uh, series going on now, I'm hoping that it opens more doors for me and it can show guys that I can run with some of the best out there on short tracks and, and I can handle dirt and ovals and I can adapt to pretty much anything. Um, and then, and plus being a road course racing driver, we all know that the new cup cars coming out are going to be a lot more of a road course built car. They're actually very similar to a GT three car that I have tons of experience in, um, with, with sequentials and, and transaxles and all that on all that equipment that those cars have. So I think, um, I think I'd be the right fit for it. And hopefully somebody gives me the opportunity and the chance to go into it. So did you come into SRX going, you know, man, if this goes really well, I can actually, like, I could sort of parlay this into something else or, or did you have no expectations? Um, going into it, I didn't really know how it was going to be. You know, there was a lot of talk before the season started and a lot of buildup for it, but you don't really know how effective it's all going to be until it gets going. I didn't expect to be, have this much fan interaction. I didn't expect to have the amount of viewers and coverage that we've had also through SRX. Um, I think it's been above and beyond what we all expected. Um, and going into it, I always, I, I did have some hope that it would lead me to a ride if I performed well out there. Um, and plus I'd make new connections with drivers that 
are obviously uh, at a higher level than what I'm at in, in, in their careers. So hopefully those can open some doors for me. But the reality of it is now, I think it definitely went above what I expected. Um, a lot of people that I, the, the reception that I usually get from fans now is people that just haven't heard of me before. Now they're big fans and they're supporting me and rooting for me in, in my career and what I'm doing. So I'm hoping that it goes from there and I can continue to perform well in the remaining four races and, uh, and build it up from there and hopefully get uh, some sort of ride or something set up by the end of the, uh, by the end of the season. All right, cool. Um, so obviously you're down there, um, in South Florida and, uh, you know, you're, you're probably not going to just move away from everything there, but if you could live in another state than where, um, the shop is and everything, uh, where else would you consider living? And South Florida has to be one of the best places ever to live. I absolutely love it down there. <laughs> um, if I did have to move anywhere, um, I'm a big fan of North Carolina. I, I really like that area. Um, my, my mom used to live in North Carolina, so I spent a lot of time going back and forth. Um, she, she stayed in, uh, in Raleigh. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I, I like North Carolina. I think that's where I would go if I had to move somewhere. If Florida just got erased off the map, I think uh, North Carolina would <laughs> be the spot that I'd have to go. Okay. What's an embarrassing mistake you've made on the track that you're comfortable sharing with us now? Um, I'd say embarrassing mistake I made on track. Um, Lime Rock, uh, Trans Am race a few, a few weeks ago, actually, it was, uh, about, uh, three or four weeks ago, start of the race. I was uh, starting on pole and it was raining and, um, I just got a little bit loose going into turn one and slid up into uh, second place and bounced off the, the, rear of his car and spun it around on the first lap and something that usually doesn't happen. I usually don't spin out very much. And I try to try to keep the car pointing in the right direction and pride myself on not making mistakes like that. Um, but it happened, raced our way back up and, and made it all the way back to second place again in the race. Um, but yeah, definitely a mistake that I'm kind of embarrassed about. It was frustrating. And, uh, you know, one that you just have to put behind you after it happens and just focus on uh, what's ahead of you and trying to work back through the pack. Yeah. Do you like go talk to the other guy after something like that happens or you just try to be like, Oh no, I like don't ever want to talk about this again. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm open with it. I'm not afraid to talk about it. Me and, me and uh, it was actually with Chris Dyson. Um, me and me and him talked about it and, and, and it just racing incident. I got a little bit loose and, you know, sl slid up into him and, you know, if I can go back, I think I would have uh, taken it a little bit different on the, on the first lap there, but you know, things happen. Yeah. Uh, Ernie, if someone were to, an uh, to hand you an envelope and inside of this envelope was the date of your final career win, would you want to open it? Um, I don't know if I would, I, I don't, I don't think I'd want to open it. I think I'd rather not know when it's going to be because then it's kind of like you have a deadline and you're kind of, you know, what's coming. Um, you know, I love racing and I love winning races. Um, but I'd like to not have, not know, oh, that's the last time I'm going to win a race. I'd rather go into each race thinking, okay, I can, I can win this one, even if my deadline already passed. Right. Right. Okay. Have you achieved your childhood dream? Um, I think I definitely have achieved some of my childhood dreams. Um, becoming a race car driver, uh, racing on national TV, um, some stuff like that, definitely winning a lot of races and championships has, has, has achieved some dreams there. There's still some that I haven't fulfilled yet. I, I want to, um, I want to try to become a household name for, for race car drivers. I want to be known as a, 
as a race car driver, when people say my name or, or mention me, they know who they're, who they're talking about. Um, and another thing is I just want to make it a career where I can make a living off this and do this for the rest of my life. And that's kind of my ultimate dream. Um, my ultimate childhood dream there. So working towards that goal and, uh, hopefully, uh, this season can take me another step closer towards it. Uh, so each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next interview. And I recently did one with, uh, Tommy Joe Martins from the Xfinity series. And his question is, uh, if you had your career to do over again, uh, what would you change? Would you do it the same way? Uh, if I could do my career over again, I think I would do a lot of it the same way. I probably um, would have maybe tried to get started in short track racing, maybe a little bit sooner. Um, just so when the opportunities came up, I already had more experience in, in doing it. Hmm. So I, I don't know who the, the next interview is going to be with. It'll be somebody back on the NASCAR side. Um, do you have a question I could ask another race car driver? Yeah. You could ask them what is their, what was their best and their worst car they ever, they've ever raced. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I like that. That's cool. Well, man, thanks so much for doing this. Um, hopefully it'll be, you know, your success on the SRX side. will keep going here cause it's been fun to watch these first few weeks. Yeah, I think, uh, definitely it's been unexpected and hopefully I'm, heading towards the right direction of people taking recognition of me as a driver and you know, you can only go from there. All right, everybody, there you have it. Thanks to Ernie Francis Jr. for joining me. And also, as you heard there, uh, I did not get a question from Ross Chastain, who was the last interview. If you were wondering why I asked Tommy Joe Martin's uh, question two weeks in a row, Ross uh, didn't get back to me on, on the uh, question there. So I just ended up using Tommy's again. So I think it worked out okay. But again, thank you to Ernie for his time and to the people at uh, SRX for helping set that up. Of course, you could read this interview on The Athletic as well, in addition to seeing all our other great content from across all sports. If you're interested in signing up to be a subscriber for The Athletic, please go to theathletic.com slash 12 questions and you should see a sign-up link. Anyway, thanks everybody so much for listening and I will talk to you next time on the 12 Questions Podcast.